All right, we have a podcast. Uh, it's called The Owls Americast, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternoster. I've not had much to say lately. I have had a few drinks uh, in the interim. Uh, only one tonight. I have cracked open a Berliner-style vice from TF Brewing in downtown. I mean, it's further south than downtown, but close enough to downtown Salt Lake City. It is a German-style wheat beer with lingonberry. Apparently, lingonberry is a, a popular choice for Berliner Weisses for sours uh, in Germany. Uh, I and probably many of my fellow Americans only know it from uh, Ikea, where you can get lingonberries in like lingonberry jam. I've never actually had lingonberry. Well, I can't say that now. I'm having it in a beer. A very good beer. They're very good with their uh, German and Czech styles. Yeah, we're doing a podcast and joining me to do a podcast about Sheffield Wednesday. In New England, it's our New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Jeff, I've had all the drinks tonight, mm. so we're, we're good. Uh, no, that's not true, but I did. Uh, I had a bottle of uh, bullet bourbon that needed to be polished off earlier, so I did that to start me off, but I'm drinking, uh, as is my custom, uh, New England beer tonight. It's Moat Mountain up in um, northern uh, New Hampshire. Uh, it's called the Bone Shaker Brown Ale, and uh, it's quite good. And uh, New Hampshire has a couple of brown ales. You and I have discussed the uh, is it the Sea Dog makes a Sea Dog, and there's a it's like a I don't know if it's like a hotel or a bed and breakfast something that has one. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a very good yeah, brown some, ale. Somebody else is uh, a very good brown ale. Yeah, it seems to be a New Hampshire thing, but. Brown ales always make me think of England. I'm not quite sure why, but uh, I think we're going to talk about a uh, silly group of Englishmen tonight. Yeah, so look, we're not going to review games. You you watched them. They're all the same horrendous performances, tactically, execution, everything. They they can't pass, they can't create, and they can't defend. Uh, We'll talk about it in those kind of broad terms. Uh, we were planning on doing a show uh, regardless, but there's some news to start with, and I guess we'll work our way back from there. Uh, this morning, this afternoon, mid-morning, I think my time, late afternoon, early evening, Greenwich Mean Time, Cisco Munoz was sacked with immediate effect as manager of Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I'm both not surprised because this is the worst start in championship history by any team. But also kind of surprised. It's where that, started in our club's history. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised it actually happened. years of league football. Yeah. yeah. It just seemed like nothing was going to change for reasons as, as we work our way back that we will get to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, Neil Thompson will take over on Saturday against Huddersfield. Uh, the search for a new manager begins. We don't have odds yet. I looked. I did my best to fire up the, the next manager odds, maybe for next week. Nathan Jones has been an early link, as has Neil Warnock. I guess, Justin, I'll just start. I'll just start with this. Leave all in, yeah. How you doing? How you feeling about about Sheffield Wednesday, right now? Man, so the club that we love and support. That, that is like leaving the the Munoz news aside, which one really can't. But mm-hmm. the the last. I don't know, month or so, but especially the last three games is just like zero hope. Like, right. and, and 
you know, I I don't know about necessarily around here, although compared to somebody like James, but I, I think in general, like I'm a fairly positive, level-headed fan, and I have had zero hope and zero. Like I have felt just like every week I see the lineup come out. And I'm like, why would I watch this fucking game? Uh, and it's like the first like, the first five ten minutes is just it's just because you get up for it, right? Like it's a championship. Weird stuff happens. Well, it's football. players Check are all Wednesday. capable, and then it's it, the same. You know? And look, the players deserve some of the blame here, right? I know squads turned over like game to game. Uh, they've been without Bannon the last few. It's a it's a new system, but. You know, I know it's like zonal marking and stuff, but these guys are professionals. They've played in a bunch of different systems. They all have experience, you know, in, in different teams with different managers in England, abroad. And look, it it didn't work. It absolutely 100%. It worked for like 20 minutes against Preston North End. It didn't work. But it was just like em- embarrassing, right? Like I, I would be embarrassed. Yes. As yeah. I, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. just, and it... I was fucking embarrassed. Jeff. I don't even think like, I don't think you'd even look at it and say the application wasn't there. It was just like literally they forgot how to play football. And so I don't know what the was, exact like you can't, you know, you can't zone this all out, right? As as a player, like look, a lot of these players have played for bad teams that have gotten relegated before. Some of those but literally on the Sheffield Wednesday team that got relegated. And you know, like the vibes aren't always great, but like you can't block out the the noise. I'm literally in the ground when they're chanting for the owner and the manager to be sacked. No, I I actually, Jeff, I'm I'm glad you said that because it, in terms of the players having some ownership and being mm-hmm. at fault, and I blame them the least. Like the rot starts at the top, yep. and Chancery's complete lack of a plan. Uh, any long-term vision, any realistic long-term vision is mm. where the problem is. Yeah. He hired a man who maybe if a break or two had gone right, he would have had the fortitude to stick with his ideals and what he wanted to do. Instead, he folded the second there was pressure on him and managed scared for the f- following what was pressed in the third game so the following six and a half games yeah. he managed and scared. he didn't even he didn't even go back to what the team did well last year right it was like a 50 50 like he switched to the 5-3-2 but also well but it, was, but it, again, it wasn't, it wasn't really always a 5-3-2 like and, and it and wasn't he like out, yeah. he froze out the like if he wanted to do what they did last year mm-hmm. i would have been disappointed sure and we'll talk about this more when we Maybe when we talk about Huddersfield and more, like I did not want us to do what we did last year. I loved the idea of us recognizing we're in a new league where you need to be different. You need to be more progressive. Let's do it. Had he just settled on what we did last year, we'd at least have some points beyond what we do. He didn't even do that. He tried to implement a new system that he didn't have the right players for and clearly didn't work but here, here's where let me just finish this because because you were right the players deserve some fault i was talking to somebody about how i have no analysis for the game tonight 
And I said, why would we why would we have analysis of any of the previous games? It's the same shit. And it is set up in that three, four, two, one box midfield, put players out of position, prepare to play goalless until the 60th minute, concede early, and give up. And that is what we've done for the last six and a half games, largely. Um and that's and look, you know, that's on the manager. Yeah. And but the players Come on, guys. Like, they, they don't suck that bad. Right, that's the thing. Like, you've seen, if you've watched these games for some godforsaken reason, um, like, I think Buckley is a talented player at this level. I think Juan Delgado can do a job at this level. I think Deshaun Bernard can do a job at this level. Um, oh, there are many people. But like, Josh Windass can do a job at it's this just level. Not, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's such a mess. I, I don't know what Dude, the last two games were hit. How many times did you, did you get a chance to watch yesterday? Uh, I watched the West first. Brock. Yeah. I watched the first. I watched like 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I watched like the first like 10 minutes and I was just, Dude, I was like, we I, were, I've seen it. I don't were, need to, I got other things to I do. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how bad they were. Like routine passes. Sailing yeah, that's off the thing, into right? You don't forget like, how to do They that. were fucking horrible. Horrible. And, like, if you want to set up defensively on the road at West Brom to get a point, fine. I mean, they hopefully did. you would have... Let's points. do some 4-4-2. Four, four, hopefully you would have more than two points on the board already when doing that. But they don't even didn't even really set up... I don't know, man. They did it and then conceded in the 14th minute. Yeah. <laughs> we put up a large, slow, technically incompetent lineup to defend against the onslaught of West Bromwich Albion. Like, I just, there was zero chance we were going to score. There was zero chance we were going to be effective. We were going for the nil-nil until whatever minute, and that turned out to be the 14th fucking minute. The game was over, and we were all right to shut it off. You know? Yeah, uh, so we'll we'll work our way backwards from there, uh, because... (laughs) I'm all worked up, Jeff. <laughs> Last couple of weeks, I'm as worked up as I ever have been. We have a second statement from the chairman for those uh, for those for those keeping track at home oh, that are this, in the oh uh, God that are in the in the pool. Things move so for fast with this fucking club. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't even know how I would describe this one. Oh my God, it's like. Here's a cultural reference of some like Joffrey Lannister shit. I don't mm-hmm. even know what uh, you know what he was doing. If you're mad at me, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it is, right? Shut it's the like fuck uh, up, what are you doing? It's unclear if he's just gonna put any more money into the club or not put any money into the club, which you know you can't. You, know, you gotta pay the players and things. Uh, Obviously, he's already moved on from there to, to firing the manager. So, I guess it may be put short, more money short, in at some point. Yeah, he'd be he's paying two managers. So he's gonna... <laughs> uh, it's so I've said this before, and I'm you know, perhaps as a Mets fan, uh, more sanguine about bad ownership. <laughs> but you can't you can't fire the owner, and. You can't really no. like, look. This isn't Germany. It's not fifty plus one rule. Uh, you can look to some of the stuff that I, I think I've mentioned before. There are like seven hundred seven partners or seven seventy seven partners, whatever it is, that just took over Everton. 
talking about how fans want to be monetized and like just looking at, you know, not even looking at fans as customers, but just fans. They're a commodity. They're a commodity, yeah. Yeah. Um, And we've seen this in in baseball recently. You know, uh, Jerry Depoto, the general manager of Seattle Mariners, just came out yesterday and said his goal is to win 54% of the games over a 10-year period, which actually if Sheffield Wednesday could do, that'd be great. But uh, less so in baseball. Yeah, he's won 51 yes. over eight, by the way. And uh, Freight said it's like the fans should thank me for not going for it too hard, right? To try to create this sustainable success path. Like, like, that. like look. Here's what I'll say about this. There's nothing. like Dayfound Chancery holds all the cards here. He, he has Sheffield Wednesday, the, the team, the stadium, the fan base at his mercy, right? Like he, if he wants to, he can ride this all the way down to league one, to league two, to insolvency, to selling the ground. Like you, you cannot stop him. And the EFL certainly won't as we've seen. No, but the idea, here's what, I, here's what I'll say at the end of all, I hope this doesn't happen. But at the end of all this, if there's the Wednesday FC in the seventh tier of English football, 10 years from now, you know, a, a Phoenix club, I'll be there. Justin will be there. We'll be there. Dave Chancery won't be there. So yeah, I, I don't know what ownership means to him, but I know what it means to me. Yeah, man. It's uh, And you know, Jeff, what's funny too is that you and I sit here and feel that same way as Americans who, through horrible series of bad luck, stumbled upon this club and... Uh, fell in love forever with it but you know the community and the people that have grown up with it and and you know experienced all of it way more ups than downs back in the day i suppose but i don't know it's always been a bit of a bit of a club that likes to torture you but and and i get yeah, it like I mean, our I, fans are, the fan base still lives in the 90s in the sense of they played their best recent football but also that like those football structures just don't exist anymore. You can't like, there's no. so much money in the sport. There's so much money that's required to run a, a championship level team. And yeah, it's not the premier league. And you see this in baseball too. You see it in, in football. There's only so many people that can come up with the billions of dollars for these sports valuations. And not always the best people, the people with the most money. Uh, no, I mean, we're it's, not, or it's not even, right? or it's in there, you know, hedge funds it's that are going to run it like a hedge fund. Like it's like, yeah. like seven, whatever it is. I'm 707, 777 partners on several clubs and they're running them, you know, for, for profit essentially uh, is, is, you know, growth investments more or less. Um, you know, you saw what the Glazers did to Manchester United, right. And just, you know, the take money out or service their own debt from the, purchased out of the club which you see in american sports all the time as well too and you know something and something certainly has been lost along the way you know it's it's led to you know far more english footballing success i guess club success in in europe and places you know for certain teams for certain clubs for certain fan bases and you know i think we there's a reckoning there, though. I mean, eventually, maybe. We, uh, 
a moral one. Yeah, maybe. We, we... <laughs> There's a lot of immoral motherfuckers out there, Jeff. I don't know. You know, we kind of, as a fan, like, in, in championship-level terms, hit the jackpot when Chance Theory first came over, right? Because he yeah. heavily, like, again, it's years, like, only a couple years away from a winding-up order. He spent money, you know, brought in a, a squad that got to the playoffs two years in a row immediately. And... Should have not worn white pants the first year and definitely <laughs> should have won it the second year. But he was right you know, there. White pants and an offside trap, basically. Yeah, and it, and then, you know, it gets tough, right, in this league to do it year away. You got, if you don't get, like... Well, you go through a down period, which they did. And, you know, they they brought in Steve Bruce and, you know, got really... And they with FFP. How could that happen? But even for that, like Bruce got them, you know, on the into contention at least. You know, the Stephen Fletcher missed penalty against Villa, and they probably weren't going to make it anyway. But and then, yep, I'd have thrown a cabbage in his fucking head. He got poached by a big club, and like just, it's tough. It's like every they just stuff just gets thrown at you, right? Um, and Wednesday have not, I mean, for this era and many others have not operated under a, any any kind of system, right? There's no. There's no backstop here. There's no. no not, we, they didn't sell players to for profits. They didn't to like you know, offset FFP stuff. Well, there's again. They there's couldn't no send a fax on time. Um, <laughs> the fucking cake ball, dude. They can't make a I cake was, ball. Um, I I was less worried about the cake ball at the time, but the more I look back on it, uh, the more that may have actually been saying something. And so now no, the you, most. The most success we've had since that initial burst with Carlos when Chancery came in and was relatively tame, right? He yeah. was very much new to this. And there, maybe was. Didn't there was, want there to was step like at least an operating or... committee, if nothing else, for the first year. Yeah, and he also didn't, you know, he didn't make it all about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only other period of success we've really had uh, has been under Darren Moore. And, you know, I. I loved what Darren Moore did for this club and how he brought them together and obviously the success that he had as a manager at the league one level. But, you know, this is one of the things that it's really kind of been driving me nuts is this idea that everybody says, all right, the worst thing that Munoz did was not play the same fucking team that played last year. League one and the championship are completely different leagues in what is required to be successful. Uh, now, had Darren Moore come up and kept the same squad from last year and played the same turgid football, uh, we would be better off than we are now. And I would have put a preseason bet on us staying up. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, we, we make no advancement. So, you know, I from the start was not... I didn't think it was a terrible thing that we were moving on from... Well, I guess the I guess the like, the counterpoint... So that would be would be twofold. One, you know, Darren Moore has had success in this league before, and clearly, his recruitment ability uh, is very good. Well, we saw and that two, in League One. Yeah, but and two, I say like where we can pay the highest wages. Yes, I'm not I, sure. Is the we assumption is the assumption that and Darren, I'm not taking that away from Darren Moore. He's a great. Is the assumption that, that Darren Moore can adjust that would put out the same podcast. squad and play the same way? <laughs> And can't adjust to it because we know when they hired him, he prefers to play a four-two-three-one. 
but he played five at the back. That's what he needed to do. Damn. So Damn. I, that's I what he know. did. I, I whether he needed to do it or not, that's yeah. what he did. And uh, it worked. Yeah. I don't <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't have a good anything away from him. I don't have a good answer for that. But and like yeah, I don't I think the some of the criticisms of Munoz, like not knowing the league or not bringing in proven championship players, are a little bit provincial. Um, yeah, there's plenty of g- good players in this league that, you know, are from the continent. Like it's not. I know it's there's a certain English mentality, especially about the championship for some reason. Um, that you and like, look, yeah, there's more than one way to get out of this league, right? You know, we've seen we've seen Neil Warnock do it with Cardiff City playing exactly that kind of, you know, yeah, lots of nous, just lots of nous, basically all nous. Um, but we've also well, seen the, the stupid uh, David Wagner uh, yeah. Huddersfield season that we yeah. suffered through. Brentford didn't play like that down here. Watford didn't. Really. No, Brighton yeah. didn't play like that. No, so. Like... There's rooms for both. Uh, Wednesday are just doing neither right now. So. Yeah, more. I, I will say that Moore's success in this division consisted of taking uh, West Brom to fourth mm-hmm. with ten games to go and getting fired. Right. So um, that's with a squad that had been in the Premier League for several years. So I just and again, I love Darren Moore. I literally own a hat with his face on it. Like. I'm, I'm a huge fan. He's a club legend. He deserves mm-hmm. to be so. Um, you know, I talked about how proud I was and continued to be and still am that, you know, we we had such, you know, cultural representation at the helm of Sheffield Wednesday. It's good for all of the people of Sheffield um, to see that, you know, to have a Jamaican managing your squad. Um, I think he was the first Jamaican to manage in the premiership. Like, He's a great man. He was a hell of a footballer. Um, he's an excellent man manager. Um, I don't believe he has very good tactical skills. And I believe that the tactics he prefers don't work in this division. And I understood the need to let him go. I mean, I they made thought, that they were fine keeping him until like a week before training started. Is well, the problem. This, again, where's the fucking problem start, Jeff? Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I, I know. I mean, listen. I, I don't. I don't want to get. We've had, we've had four. We've had, or, we've had four or five uh, club statements about that. So, holy shit, boy! That is that is my number one way off base uh, preseason call. <laughs> uh, I definitely said zero uh, press conferences or club statements. I yeah. I thought we were gonna. I thought Cisco would be able to uh, honestly do what I thought he was starting to do, which is have new players, change the system to uh, something that's more applicable to this league, suffer through the early going, but as the players, especially the new players, the younger players, the faster players, learn, they would be more comfortable. I'd be fine. I'd honestly be fine with two points out of ten games at this point if we had rolled out a more progressive system, something manager wanted to do, we were giving newer players more time. Like Buckley should start every fucking game as the guy who has the ball, right? Like, especially we, we with should Bannon have out. consistency, especially with Bannon out. 
Uh, you made the point repeatedly this season. Our back line has been flip-flopped every single game. We're putting Smith and Gregory alone up top. I love them both to death. The, those are not the people to play. They're not. They're getting. They're not with. getting service, but they're also maybe not, Gregory. Yeah. But no, but they're not modern. Yeah. Like they're yeah. League One football right now. You know, everybody's complaining about Marvin Johnson being out. I love me some Marvin Johnson. Marvin Johnson is a four-four-two wing or a three-five-two yeah, I mean, wing getting, back. He'd be getting turned by every winger yeah, in this it's league. Not, yeah. Marvin Johnson does not fit at this level unless Marvin Johnson's like the ninth best guy in your squad. Mm. You know, so I don't have a problem with trying to move forward from what we did last year and the people we did last year. But boy, you brought in the wrong guy. Yeah, it's the way it works out. And look, I, I guess we'll move move forward from here. Uh, Ten games in. So 36 to play. They built they built a little bit. Math, 100, 108 points. 108 points out there. Uh, we we could finish with 108 points. That would be a club record, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> is there a way out of here? What what does that mean? Out of where? Out of relegation. Out of relegation zone? Yeah. Yes. Because there's 36 games to play. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you look at some of them. They played a lot. The problem is they've already lost to a bunch of the teams. Uh, they'll be uh, yes, fighting with. that's a huge problem. But having huge watched problem. those games, those teams aren't good either. <laughs> so, No, Jeff, great. Like, QPR is not good. Uh, you know Cardiff is eighth right now? Yeah. Cardiff is trash. I wasn't even that impressed with, with Ipswich. Like, I mean, Ipswich never got out of second gear, so that might be part of also it. Also true. Swansea wasn't very good. Oh, no. We played Cardiff or Swansea? We played both. We played Cardiff. We played both. <laughs> we played I, both. Neither of them were very good. Burrow was fucking horrible. Burrow's yes, in yeah. 17th. Like, th- there is definitely a way out. We got Rotherham coming up. QPR has been terrible. No, Huddersfield but all these teams are them. banking. Well, I mean, Huddersfield isn't. Huddersfield just got pumped by Birmingham 4-1. to one. You know? I mean, they're sitting in 19th with a dash 7. Granted, that's better than 24th with a dash 13, but, mm. you know. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of winnable games in this league. And I actually think the squad that we have, the players that we have, there is a path to getting out of this. And do I have long-term hope? No, because... Everything we've owner, covered so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't want to get any letters in the mail from... Right. Uh, from him but uh short term this move probably should have been made a week ago sure the fact that it was made today gives me a little bit of hope that we have some time to recover and start to pick up some points right yeah i mean you got a winnable game at home this weekend yeah uh (laughs) i don't know what to expect this weekend yeah, it's like I, just... I know Neil, Neil Thompson's going to come out with some like 1885. As I recall, they played fairly. Uh... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, as I recall, when he took over for for Pulis, and you're coming out of a similar but different situation, right? Because Pulis certainly Everything has his tactics. Everything would have been more progressive. Certainly has his tactics, but he just kind of let him play, right? 
He just let Barry Bannon pull the strings and do Barry Bannon things. And it worked for a little bit until it didn't. Um, as much of that as um, how much of that season went, it worked for a little bit until it didn't. And Tony Pulis didn't work at all. But uh, yeah, so maybe that'll be enough against Huddersfield. There is talent in that squad, right? Um, I assume he's been of a couple days in training at least, and he knows the team. You know, there's at least a few players that were there. I guess it's just Palmer and Bannon, probably, and Dawson. I guess I'll be curious to see who he puts between the sticks. It's got to be Vasquez. I, I know he's had a rough couple games, but yeah. Jesus, when your defense is uh, letting people run through like that or giving up gaps like that, it's... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um yeah, I mean, at least it's like I will tune into this game and watch it with some interest, just because it's gotta be, it's gotta be better. I'm driving to Yarmouth, Maine, mm. uh, Saturday morning. My son has two hockey games. He plays in a league with teams against Maine, so the the equivalent for our British friends would be like. Uh, if my son's uh, club team from Sheffield had a game in, I don't know, Jeff, what's three hours from Sheffield? Why are you asking me this? Is that London? London's probably further. You know, are we going to Cardiff? Like, no, Cardiff's closer. Like, I got to drive. You're going north. Drive I mean, it might literally be like Edinburgh to... or something. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. I uh, well, England is roughly the size of England. Jeff, let's diverge. Get on that. I'm going to look up Yarmouth, Maine to Falmouth, Mass. Yeah, give, uh, me, which, uh, give me mileage. Yeah. Uh, our British friends uh, recognize both the names Falmouth and Yarmouth. Uh, three hours, six minutes, 188 miles. 188 miles. All right. And it's okay. actually fairly direct route. Yeah. Why are you not giving me the option to look for do driving directions? Very annoying. I just have a close-up of Sheffield. Ah, directions. There we go. I'm going to guess it's like... All right, dude. Sheffield to Birmingham is so, 90 miles, which is so half it's, of that. It's almost... Well, no, it's... Sheffield to Newcastle is 130 miles in 2 hours and 24 minutes. So it's no, like, I, I, I mean, once you get, you're getting, get it. yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going south, maybe like Luton. Let's do no Luton. Way. All right, it's it's shorter than the trip to London, or I'm sorry, it's longer than the trip to London. Okay. Sheffield to London in a car is 167 miles. Okay. So, for. All of you football fans who like are or so something. impressed with your ability to uh, travel an hour and a half to an away game, welcome to the States. My fucking 10-year-old, I'm driving further than London. For I can barely get out of my of state in three hours. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's all good, but Jeff, uh, going back to your original point, you're yeah. right. I, I am going to be, my son and I will be traveling during the game. I will do the trick that we do, which is he gets the phone mm -hmm. with the game, but we turn the volume way up so that I can hear it as well. And we will uh, 
watch with some interest as we play Huddersfield. Uh, I feel good that it's at home. Do you think the players will have an extra boost? Because I mean, uh, the, the home crowd has not always been. You know, no, yeah. but the 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 blood sacrifice mm. <laughs> that was made today may uh, may appease the the gods mm. a little bit. You know, I don't think it solves our long term problems, but it definitely. No. I do notice it helps. Uh, looking at this map, that uh, Yarmouth, Maine is. Ooh, what is that? 20 minutes? Half hour from Freeport? Uh, what's going on in Freeport? Uh, Main beer company? Main beer company. <laughs> you can take a little... Uh, I, I am with my 10-year-old. <laughs> a little side trip? Um, yeah. Well, actually, my plan is to... Uh, I have family in the area. I have family in southern Maine. I have family in what is called mid-Maine. But yes. uh, literally everything north of that is... 10 minutes. And stray Canadians. Uh, I may have to. I may have to swing over there. But I think my son will go out for the games. We're going to meet up with some of my family. Mm-hmm. Maybe I may stay in Portland. I haven't decided uh, whether or not we're going to. Anyway, long way of looking at it. I, I, too, am interested in this game. Jeff, I have a preview. All right. Go for it. What position this, this preview will consist of a question and answer session? Yeah. Jeff, who's the manager of Huddersfield Town? Uh, I, I know that one. It's Darren Moore. Excellent. It is Darren Moore. Uh, what position on the field mm-hmm. does the leading scorer of Huddersfield Town play? The man with the most goals. Uh, this is this is just feels like a leading question. So I'm going to say center. Exactly. Back. So excellent, Jeff. <laughs> that is Michael Helik. Mm-hmm. I believe it's pronounced. He's Polish, so it could be anything. Um, he has three goals. Okay. I'm assuming they're all off the headers. I could look that up. I'm going to choose not to. Um, well, not a, not Wednesday. Names. Not a team that concedes corners or defends set pieces poorly. So, well, you know, what we can do. We could put out a squad of eleven tall donkeys and mm-hmm. see how that one works. Um, there are actually a few names that we should recognize from previous times seeing Huddersfield. I know it was only a couple years ago. Uh, Let's see here. Jack Rudoni. I do remember his name. He was a, a midfielder. Josh Caroma has a goal for them. Danny Ward is a old, long time. Yeah, you recognize him. He's a. He might have been back on that squad that knocked us out in 2016. Jonathan Hogg, double G. I'm sure you recognize that name. Oh, my goodness. They have a 20-year-old forward named Patrick Jones. <laughs> and get a load of this. I had no idea. You know who has started one game? Uh, subbed in a second game. Has played a grand total of 72 minutes in a Huddersfield Town shirt. A 32-year-old center back named Tom Lees. I forgot he was there. I had no idea. And yeah. he's uh, sadly has been... Uh, pretty shitty for him wow um so it goes so since since more has come aboard they've tied two they drew with coventry they drew with ipswich at home which yeah i looked that game up yeah like it looks like it was one of those games where they kind of took a beating and hung on they scored early and hung on ipswich scored late like 
88th minute type of thing. Uh, but still, familiar. you got a point off Ipswich. Um, and then they got absolutely pumped by Birmingham uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Brum took him out 4-1, to one, which is, you know, a bit of a beating. And even the who scored uh, match ratings have it as a thumping. Um, complete domination on their part. Darren Moore's been playing 3-5-2. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if he looks to just lump it long, knock it down, kick it wide, and slap it to the middle. Um, I don't know. Although, strangely, this uh, random point before we finish up here. Uh, just looking at this game, Birmingham had a crowd of less than 16,000 Tuesday night. I think that's not great. I know you're Birmingham and it's Huddersfield, but and it's Tuesday night, but championships got to be a little better than that. Yeah, well, Tuesday night in the Midlands, a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I will say, uh, last thing, uh, I did see a stat. We are currently... No, I'm off. Either second or third, close either way, mm-hmm. in uh, away attendances in the championship this year. I mean, they sold out I, the allocation for West Brom on a Tuesday night for a historically bad championship team. Well, remember, there's a lot going on in the Tuesday, <laughs> <Tuesday>, so... <laughs> Uh, this has been episode. I don't know, two- Jeff. Where's your yeah? Your guy, real guy, quick, before we before yeah. we wrap it up, where's your? Are you are you able to mentally and emotionally separate the long term clusterfuck of Dayton Chancery owning the club from the holy Christ? We fired the manager who was clearly a major problem, and now we have another chance. I think so. Yeah. Right. Like you have to. Yeah. Like, you want to, like, at least enjoy the football a little bit, right? Like, I think it's that, that's part of it. Um, even if it's just a short-term band-aid. Like, I want to be able to, like, watch these games and not just be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, you know, you want... Like, it was just so... It wasn't even... It was dire, but it wasn't even just that it was dire. Like, I've watched dire Sheffield Wednesday games. Like, that's not... Grim. Yeah, it was just. How many full nineties have you watched in the last like five matches? Uh, so only really the West Brom game that I just kind of tap out on. I, I tapped out on Saturday on on uh, I tapped out on the last two Friday and and Tuesday pretty quickly. But otherwise, I pretty much watched all of them. Uh, you might be a braver man than me. I mean, I know I had some shit going on with uh, all my kids' sports, but like. Just looking back right now, I but like I want to just watch some, like I was want to be able to turn on the Wednesday game and like have some faith or some hope. Get a little juice, right? You just want a little juice there. <laughs> there's just no, there's no like they cannot, it hasn't been there. They cannot complete a pass. Like it's like it's it's not even like a fr- It's not like the typical frustrating experience of watching this team over the years. It is again just like eleven people that have forgotten how to play soccer. Oh, but it's not eleven. It's like nineteen. I know, but at any at any one, at any one time, <laughs> right? It's eleven. Right. Just like look, it, it it may still be really bad for whatever reason, but yeah, like 
ultimately, you know, the, this is this is this is the beauty and the curse of the English pyramid system. As long as you're in the championship, you're one season away from the Premier League. It's the beauty, man. Listen, yeah. I got a uh, two two thoughts here. Just looking, second half against Middlesbrough, we were horrible. Yeah. Valentin dominated their uh, left back the whole first half. We mm. kicked their ass. Their coach made a shift. Our coach was late making a shift, or he did. It didn't work. Since then, pumped by Swansea, pumped by Sunderland, pumped by West Brom. Guy's got to go. I'm okay with that. Uh, but, oh, man, we're – we've got time. <laughs> we got yeah, time. We have nothing but time. Nothing but time. This is an episode 230 of the Alice Americas. Jeff of Wednesday opinion with an American accent. <laughs> Amongst you, our most organized. You can find us on the internet, alicemericas.com. Email the show at alicemericas at gmail.com. And find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at alicemericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are by fellow Wednesday at Forever to the Makers podcasts. Where you get podcasts, just search for the Alice Americas on your favorite podcast feed, and there will be. Wherever you choose to download the Alice Americas, we ask that you rate and review the show. Tell us more Wednesdays. Find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owl. Justin, what formation will Wednesday line up on? Line up in oh. on Saturday. Not going to ask you the score. Oh. I'm not going to ask you for a score prediction. Yeah, boy, I wish I wish I had researched. I didn't. I like. I remember that Neil Thompson was the manager, but mm. um, I mean, I would assume it's some sort of conservative. I mean, we're at home against a shitty team, but homie wants to keep his job. I, I just, this team needs to switch to four at the back. They needed to stick with four at the back since the second, third game of the season. Mm. I want to see four at the back. I want to see three in the middle. I want to see three up front. You know, that's, I, th I think we have the pieces to, I think we have the players to beat Huddersfield Town. And I hope that, uh, well, I hope we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's the first time for everything. And there'll be a next time for this podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>